anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. And welcome to Cash Daddies. We are banking fatties because that's how we do even when we're, you know, we're just banking fatties. It's all positive here. Uh, we're back again. You know, thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, you're loving the show. Join me as always is everybody's favorite dynamic duo. Howie Dewey and Chris Neff. How are you guys? Good, my man. Good. Good. You know, better. Better. A little bit better. Uh, last week was rough. We're in recovery mode. And on the ones and twos, he's young. He has hope in his eyes. Little Lil Evan Hand. How are you, bud? I'm fantastic. So, guys, uh, real quick, I just want to get some stuff out of the way. Uh, you guys have asked for merch. It's there. All you got to do is go to CashDaddiesTShirts.com, and you will find all the Cash Daddy shirts you will ever want. Straight logos. We not. We also, starting tomorrow before, we're recording this Sunday night, they will, they will have the ones with the animation of us on there, our drawings on there. Everybody's excited everybody is excited so grab those t-shirts a great way to support the show i will be live in uh float at the float fest in texas uh it is a giant show uh reed becker tin tino sanchez they will be there as well any uh any guys any got any dates or anything you want to push hey man i just want to thank all your boy all the cash daddy fans that came out the last few nights in new jersey there was a lot of them <laughs> Oh yeah, guys! Thank you guys so much. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you guys were awesome. We did we did the dojo of comedy inside of Tiff's in Morris Plains. Uh, All all four shows packed out, and we love you for it. So thank you guys for the support, and I look forward to doing some live Cash Daddy shows. Yeah, I've got one announcement. We're reopening up here in California. I will be at the Spearmint Rhino having a disaster as soon as the show ends. Well, man, everybody's talking about that. The word on the street is that you uh, went hard in the paint one day and you, <laughs> and you might have some kids out there from someone from the champagne room. That's what the word on the street is. Well, rumors of my possible children out on the street could be uh, greatly exaggerated unless somebody was, um, uh, what do they call it? I used to have a joke about it. When they, when they take the semen and they put it in a syringe. Out of your pants? Yeah, and they yeah. put some water in it and shake it up a little bit, and then they shoot it back in the vagina and say, guess what? Uh, you're a father now, and you're like, uh, I just paid 20 bucks for a lap dance. I didn't sign up for this. It does uh, Chris, you are not an NBA player. Nobody's doing that with you, okay? <laughs> no one's like, I got to lock down this cat man, okay? <laughs> I got to get him and his three cats on lockdown, okay? There's a so, term uh, for it. It's Sunday night. We got a guest. As always, Chris, why don't you get in? To, uh, who we have on the show. We have a very, very special guest, um, friend of mine, um, who I met on the internet years ago. That sounds a little crazy. That's where most of your friends are, Chris. Well, and that in the post office. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, we met on the in- internet. Uh, he was just bringing it up over uh, somebody calling out Dane Cook for being abusive when he was working out some material at the lab factory. And I wrote a piece about it. And, uh, he was nice enough to respond to me and inbox me. And then he later got me a gig, Sam, uh, at uh, one of a, a place we played in Phoenix in the day. Remember the speakeasy? This is the longest intro, by the way, I'm ever going to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do my monologue for 38 minutes and then introduce yeah. him. Anyway. Dear um, diary. <laughs> dear diary. It was at the Clarion, which uh, was Howard Hughes's room. And then Jimmy hooked me up with a spot there and we worked together for a weekend and I met him there. And of course, he's blown up. He's like one of the biggest things on the internet. Top 10, maybe top five, I see him in the podcasting ranks. He has two amazing podcasts with his um, his co-host, James Pietragallo. They are called Crime in Sports. And then they started um, Small Town Murder, and it blew up as well. So without further introduction, let me introduce you to my friend, Jimmy. Give me a six. Wisman, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Jimmy. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy, guys. thanks for slumming with us. Ah, stop that. It's so <laughs> nice. I love you guys. This is great. That is a fantastic intro, Chris, because that's one of my favorite stories ever to tell anybody. Oh, me <laughs> all coked up and drunk. and This hit, son of a hit. bitch. <laughs> uh, what Chris Neff did right there is what we call a black comic intro, where he like... <laughs> Your intro is like five more jokes that they've worked into their set. <laughs> you know, that's funny that you say that, Chris, because I've got 12 minutes about that. <laughs> as long as we're not talking about gas prices, we're all <laughs> fine and how you have to jiggle out the, the last drop of gas. Yeah. You know, Chris, I stayed at Chris's place. I was playing the, the uh, Irvine Improv with Jesse May and... Um, I stayed at Chris's place in Glendale and drove three fucking hours down your stupid freeway <laughs> for a 20 minute ride down the freeway took half the day. Yeah. And uh, on the way back, uh, Chris went with me on the way back. We stopped at a casino and um, on the, I was like, Chris, we got to get out of here. We've been there for like two hours or whatever. I was like, Chris, we got it. He takes like, was it a grand? Was it a thousand dollars that you put I mean, down on a hand of blackjack? And you were like, my minimum bet, Jimmy. He gets no, a 15. Nice way to say goes, we call that when uh, Chris Neff's in deer hunter mode, okay? You know what I'm saying? Willing <laughs> to gamble everything away. Three bullets. Give me the cards. Give me the cards. All right. I know exactly it's what happened. It's a jack and a five. I've got a jack goes, and a five. He just goes, hit me. Hit give me. me a six. And they throw him a six. I'm like, are you <laughs> shitting me right now? Yes. yes. <laughs> the dealer had a 10, Jimmy. I was playing yeah. by the book. It's the right yeah. play. It's not like you a, hit. Oh, my God. God, I was stunned for a guy who just worked the comedy club for an entire weekend and made $250. And this fucker says, give me a six and walks with a grand. I was like, why do I even try to write dumb jokes? Jimmy, that is kind of something interesting that, you know, you, 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 you're like me, but on a bigger level in terms uh, in podcasting is that and everything. My name's not on the wall of one of the most famous comedy clubs in the country, Sam. You're doing all Thank right. You. <laughs> Thank you. That and that pays the rent for sure. Um, but it's it's it, you, it's this thing where now you know you you you've clicked into this internet thing, and that is what this show is about. It's you know it's like how do we help people who have suddenly 
you know, become internet rich and not just internet rich, but people who have found a way to make money, but yeah. were never taught tools of how to uh, invest. But the one thing is like, you know, you're doing these podcasts and it's like, you obviously connected with a lot of people, which is so amazing. I, I yeah. really want to get into that because that's another part of the show is like, how do people create their own businesses and stuff like that? But it's almost like, the, the business model of stand-up comedy is so old and it's such right. a different way that you're almost taking a pay cut to go do this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, James and I, when we started these shows, that was kind of the reason and the and the uh, catalyst for actually trying to do something different because the model of stand-up comedy is so dated and old. There's been zero raise in that industry in terms of income for opener slash feature slash host, whatever. Uh, since it fucking started, man, it's still $50 a show for a host. It's still $75 to $100 for a feature per show. If you're doing a weekend, how are you going to, you're going to work every weekend, every month for the rest of your life to make 30 grand a year. That's crazy. That's, that's suicide really. And, and it's, it's so painful. So the, and the only way to really make any sort of, of uh, income slash headway slash anything is to get on with a, make friends with a great headliner who pays you more or whatever. Um, But that's, that's such a brutal way of forcing somebody to really try to, be friends with somebody. I don't want to have to be friends with a comic that clearly hates me. I don't want to have to go on the road with whoever, whatever headliner and take whatever shit they give me because they can and they love it and they have fun doing it and it creates jokes and stories for them. And now I have to be a punchline to make $600 this weekend. Brutal. That's an awful way of doing life. <laughs> this is exactly what I was talking about. I put out a tweet yeah. Uh, a couple of days ago, I, and I think it cost me three thousand uh, so, so, uh, followers on Instagram. Or yeah. it's just because I'm a Tim Paul hat guy. They're just, you know, unsubscribing people to my Instagram, but unfollowing people. But the tweet was basically about. It's like it's not about, and this is not meant to get political. I, I just, it's not about raising minimum wage of $15 an hour. It's about getting out of a minimum wage job Yeah, and and figure out what you love to do and how can you make money off it? The amount of shit I got on that, I I was blown away, but really it's what you're talking about. It's like, you realize this model is like, it's outdated. It's it's meant to never, ever help you ascend. So the key is sustainable. Yes. It's, it's just not, it's not doing anybody any favors in any, in any avenue. So James and I decided uh, we can, there are a couple string, a couple, couple uh, avenues that you can go to make some sort of monetary stream or really what the main goal of it is to build an audience because building an audience is where you do anything. There's no, you don't, there's no, you don't get on a, off a bus in LA, do an open mic, be funny. And they give you a sitcom that doesn't exist anymore. And it's not yeah. going to exist because late night shows are not geared towards comedy. They're geared towards what you just said, political, whatever, trying to what, what, what late night show do I agree with most in my politics? That's yeah. who I watch. What the fuck is that? That's yeah. crazy. Yes. But that that's neither here nor there. So the, it, it ruined really all of the avenues of, of making anything for yourself in comedy. So James and I decided you can either make a podcast or you can make YouTube videos. And we started uh, crafting uh, skits, sketches to, to, to make a YouTube channel. And really 
what it ended up coming down to was that we felt embarrassed by it. Are we really going to just kick ourselves in the nuts for for money? I don't want that either. Show so James a, came up with the skit. Say again. Show me your skits. I love a good skit. And YouTube doesn't, they kind of frown on tugging. Uh, and that's all I'm really good at. So, <laughs> so uh, not good on that. <laughs> so we chose to build uh, a podcast uh, through James's ideas. He has, he was in, he's made movies that were in film festivals and such. And he's, he's very good at building uh, a story arc. He's masterful at it. So we started with uh, crime and sports where we just, we pick an asshole every week. Uh, a, 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 a criminal athlete that didn't have to do what he did and tell the story. Basically all your heroes, Sam. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. Everybody from the seventies and eighties, Sam, they were all pieces of shit, uh, <laughs> but you knew that. <laughs> Let's be honest. Everybody's piece of shit. We're still pieces of shit. Yeah, it's true. It's absolutely right? true. I mean, like the rules are put in place to keep you there, keep, yeah. keep you to wait your turn. But what I love about your podcast, both your podcasts, and it's something I was talking to Howie about. So Howie, like, you know, we I, I had a buddy of mine. He, he built this YouTube channel, changed his life. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, you can do it too. Not everyone can have a YouTube channel with 100,000 subscribers. Yeah, but you can. Maybe yeah. not everybody, but you can yeah. if you work your ass off and one thing was about podcasting and 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 like you have two very successful podcasts you're lucky to have one right. okay successful to, to have two is amazing and one thing i really love and it's what i told howie uh, when he was coming up with his other podcast and it's called bad fast is that you know when you look at the name of that podcast you better know what that podcast is right yeah. out the gate and like yeah. crime and sports and small town murder is just like, you know, exactly what you're talking about. Absolutely. And you know, on my show, tinfall hat, I got so much shit for that, that name. People are like, that's the dumbest name. No one's going to do it. But man, you know exactly what we're talking about right there. It is like sure. simple digestion. Mm -hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's very important for people starting a podcast. Like if I don't know exactly what your podcast is about, yeah, I mean, what the by the title, I might not stop to listen to it. You, you're, you're absolutely right. When when we when we started this, and we tr we tried our best not to not to veer from the fact that it's comedy, also. So we tried our best to to make sure that everybody knew. Uh, listening out, out of the gate that we're, we're going to be making jokes here. And so with small town murder, because it's called small town murder, and then the holy hell uh, rise of true crime podcast since we started has been unbelievable. So we now we have to do a disclaimer at the beginning to let people know that, look, this isn't this isn't your dateline. This isn't your this isn't your 48 hours. You're going to get things in here that you may not like. And uh, you're either in it or you're out. And James made the analogy that, listen, you're we're on the way to rob a liquor store and you're in the car, too. And look, if we get caught, we're all going down. So uh, you're either in or you're out. Jump out. There's never heard 357 in my pants right now. Are you going or not? So people and, you know, people kind of. Uh, I feel it feels like I can't tell you for sure because I don't talk to each and every person who listen to our show, but it feels like that resonates in that James and I are not. And I listened to Howard Stern for years, so I kind of take the the uh, the approach of I'm not going to lie to anybody, I'm going to be who I am. And if people like it, they like it. If they don't, at least I gave it my all. I, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit my faults, I'll talk about my suicide attempt, I'll talk about my, the, my trash life. 
I'm a I'm a an absolute piece of garbage, and I've I've been that way since jump. You know what I mean? But real it. quick, that's what makes uh, somebody asked me this the other day. They DM me. They said, "Hey, can you teach me how to be funny to so I can uh, impress my girlfriend?" And yeah. I said, "If you want to be funny, yeah. you have to be truthful." And ultimately, that I found in life, anything I ever put on stage, if it came from a truthful origin point, and then I took it off to the next level, I sure. found that's always the funniest thing. You know, the true to life stuff, the real experiences that we happen, that resonates to the viewer. And it's not just about being self-deprecating. There's yeah. truth behind it, and people can identify with it. So sure. 100%. There's, there's, there's something to be said, too, for, for having some self-awareness and acknowledging that, listen, I'm... I'm I don't like me. Uh, everybody wants us to like ourselves. And that's, that's all cheery and nice at the, at the therapist's office. But the reason I'm at the therapist's office is because I don't, you know what I mean? I do that every two weeks, talk to a paid professional to talk me off my ledges because I don't like me and I'm never going to, and I'm, I'm resigned to that. That's fine because I, I have lots of <laughs> abandonment issues, man. <laughs> lots of women didn't like me and they dude, broke up with me. Our flaws eventually become what we make our our, our, our living off of sure. in a weird way, right? I mean, like comedians are weird people. I don't know where this notion that we walk down water comes from, right? <laughs> I mean, like, 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 I mean, Lenny Bruce was a junkie, and that's coming from a drug addict, right? Sure. Yeah. Richard Pryor smoked crack. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam Kennison uh, shot a gun. I mean, like he was you, an alcoholic. You yeah, know? I mean, you, dude, Jerry or Seinfeld Carly. openly banged yeah. a seventeen-year-old, yeah. right? You know yeah. what we're killing, Crystal Leon, right now is openly did, uh, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, those titties aren't seventeen, right?" I mean, there, there's no, there's nobody who walks on water, okay? And like that's why people need to understand that it's, it's what else is kind of interesting is like. I did this show this weekend, Holly was there and it's like, I have my tinfoil hat. We're called the, they're called the swarm. And sometimes I feel like my act and who I am doesn't always fit what they want. And then yeah. after the show, they're like, they love you. But yeah. it's like, do you ever run into that? Like who you are and what they think that you are in the show could be two different things when you perform. You know, thankfully I'm not uh, on, on a, in a, in an Avenue where, like Bob Saget got uh, America's Funniest Videos and that's not the act that he wants to do. You know what I mean? And then he goes out on the road and these family family people show up and they're like, why did he just talk about fisting the babysitter? This is crazy. I, where Where's Stephanie? What's happening? I don't, can you bring Uncle Joey out? I don't like this. And I don't, I never wanted to be that. So luckily with our show, I, I've never had to be something that I'm not. And I'm grateful for that. And when we do do stand up, uh, we did shows with Dan Cummins in Detroit. Oh, we did best. one at, uh, say again. He's the best. I love him to death. He's so great. He's what a great best. dude. As a person and, and a friend and somebody to talk to. When I was going through my divorce, I leaned on him a lot. He was really cool uh, and, and gave me a lot of advice. Uh, and his wife also gave me some advice. He's just a great dude. And so he took us to a show in, in Detroit where we did uh, a night of stand-up. And, and, the, and then we did a, a joint podcast with all three of us. And we sold both shows out. And the audience was very happy about it. And that, that was where... That was where I think I realized that this can work uh, for doing a podcast and I can go out and do stand up also. And the audience won't completely matumbo it. You know what I mean? They're not going to be no, my no, host. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> That's
they're not going to hate me. <laughs> so I'm very grateful for that. But I think that also comes from how you how you present yourself and the product that you put out is you. And if the product that you put out is actually you and genuine and the people like that, then it's going to translate from the podcast to stand up to Burt Kreischer does it. Rogan does it. All these guys are doing the same thing, you know, and I opened for Joey Diaz. Jeez, uh, I don't know how long ago, maybe six years ago, him and Ari did a, a one nighter at, at a club here and they, they paired me up with them and sitting in the green room with Joey, he just, the guy is a is a comedy Buddha. He has he has the answers to everything. He's and he blurted out dude. so much, so many things to me that that really hit home. And I've and I've taken all that advice and put it into my life and put it into these shows and just doing exactly what he told me to do. And it's all working. And I'm I'm just that I'm just thankful. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not a guy who who expects anything. I'm just grateful to be anywhere. Now, question is, how do you keep it? How do you mm -hmm. not lose? what you got and i'm not going that's right why in. i'm here well, tell me damn it <laughs> well first of all let's keep your dick in your pants yeah okay? <laughs> because how many times do we see so many people whether they're in you know politics or media or, or any any avenue and all of a sudden there's a scandal and i know you were very conscious of this we had a conversation about this it's like you work so hard oh to build up what you've got there's got to be temptation but you know you know, you can't cross that line because it means it's not only the end of you, but it's the end of somebody that you consider a partner there and you consider, go. you know, a collaborator. Yeah. So um, I know that, that that's something we talked about privately and if it's too much, you know, we don't have to talk about it here, but I admire the fact that you've made it this far because you. you're on the top of this mountain and I yeah. never hear, oh, wait, did you hear what, did you hear about Jimmy Tuggin last week? Yeah. You know? So I applaud you for that. Um, well, I appreciate that, but there also has to be uh, avenues of actual, um, uh, I hate keep saying avenues. Uh, just, there has to be opportunity for really going down a lane that's not where you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? And yeah. thankfully for me, uh, I have a girlfriend. I'm very open about that. J and James, James's livelihood means a lot to me. Uh, very much like comics in LA where you guys care about each other and you won't, you don't want to do something to jeopardize somebody else's chances. Usually most of the time, probably 90% of the time. <laughs> Sometimes they don't give a chance. <laughs> but James, I, I genuinely love the man and I don't want to, I don't want something that I did to ruin his life. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't, I try my best to keep my, my, focus on keeping these shows rolling and keep just being who I am. And I also have a low self-esteem. So when people, anytime I've gotten any sort of message on any sort of Instagram or, or Snapchat or whatever, I, first thing I say is, of course, there's a dude on the other end of this. I know that there's no way that this is this hot chick thinks that I'm anything. And <laughs> I can tell you a story that's pretty fun. In my opinion, I'm very happy. I'm proud of myself. I, because of that, very recently, somebody messaged me on Instagram. I don't know, back in December. Uh, and it was like for three weeks, just like constant videos of the same chick masturbating or whatever. And I was just like, there's no way this is a woman. It's just not, it's not, this isn't real. And it took a while, but I kept saying like, oh, text me, text me. I want your number. Let's talk. Let's talk. And eventually they gave me their number. And look, we, we do a show that is. How very cool is the guy? 
<laughs> oh, I'm getting the hell. Talented, hell. We do a show that's very investigative. You know what I mean? And I, I'm, I, I have subscriptions to things where I can, I can search anything. And I took the phone number eventually that they gave me and ran it through a list and found it's a very gay flight attendant man in Kansas City. A Look. gay flight attendant man. <laughs> A gay air traveler. That's redundant. I'll read you the text I sent him if you'd like. It's pretty. I was very impressed with myself. I was just like, look, dude, uh, it's not what I said. I'd have to search through the phone. No, I but I know what number. you're saying. And it is weird that you kind of have to take everything in karate stance, right? Yeah, you kind of gotta be like, absolutely. Okay, what's going on here? Let's Everybody do. at a distance. Yeah. Because I, I don't trust people. Number one, I look, I, I didn't meet my dad till I was 28 years old. I got a lot of abandonment issues and I and I'm, they're never going to be put to bed uh, because somebody thinks they, they thinks I'm handsome or will suck my dick or whatever it is. I don't want anything to do with that. That's not that's not why I got in this. I didn't get in this for anybody's approval. I got in this to make people laugh and hopefully add something to to, I don't know, the world to do something I can do that I'm capable of. Now, uh, how quick did you hit with these shows? Because the thing I really want to stress to people, because again, this isn't just talking about you doing a podcast, readers, okay? This is about you going, what is my skill set? What do I love to do? Right. How can I monetize that? Is it becoming a nanny on care.com or going, um, task rabbit and becoming a, a your own uh, a handyman like there's so many different ways is it creating a patreon is it etsy is it uh only fans i mean you can say whatever you want but they're they're becoming independent contractors how quickly did it happen for you because i want people to understand there's going to be some uncomfortableness okay oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Was the it the first podcast you did? Damn. Did it hit? Were there no. podcasts that fell like me? Many. Or yeah. what was that process? So when we started uh Crime and Sports, it did all right. Uh, but the first few weeks were not were not great. And it's just because nobody knows you're there. And when you're an independent guy and doing it all by yourself, you don't have networks pushing your show, putting you into lists or paying some buzzfeed to put you in an article somewhere that doesn't exist so you got to do it on your own and you've got to hope that your friends and family first are going to listen and then they're going to tell their friends and then hopefully six people tell six people tell six people and eventually you've got i don't know 100 people or whatever listening but our first nope second second thursday we had 12 downloads and james was i mean he put in 40 hours of research for this episode and to get 12 people to listen to it it was, it was, I truly had to talk him into quitting or talk him out of quitting. It was, it was scary uh, how, how fast he wanted to be out. But then, I mean, it took uh, an hour conversation for me to be like, look, dude, it, we're nobodies. This is, this is, this is what we're doing. This is what we're up against. If you're not, a, if you're not for that, what, what are you for? And, and thankfully uh, he is a very smart guy and he understands that he understands that he knew that in the first place. I didn't have to tell him, but me telling him, look, dude, whatever you do, I'll do. If you stick in this, I'll stick in this. If you're embarrassed by it, I'll be embarrassed by it. I'll do it with you. I don't care about, I don't, what do I care about loss? I don't have anything anyway. Yeah, and he, and right. he stuck with it. And thankfully after that, we started getting hundreds, then two hundreds, three hundreds. Then in a week, we're getting 20, 30,000. All of a sudden, it's actually working. And then we started our second podcast. 
And we thought our first podcast would push that one, but it turned out uh, that we hit into true crime right at the right time because that show grabbed an audience fast. And then that one fueled crime and sports. And then they started feeding each other. It was, we were were very lucky. But let's not downplay the fact that your chemistry is so organic that it's impossible not to be uh, engaged and like you guys. Sure. And, I I think that comes from trust, man. I really do. I trust him with everything I've got. He trusts me with everything he's got. Uh, I'd never, I'd never put anything uh, past him to where I wouldn't, I would never suspect ever uh, that he would be out to, to hurt me and vice versa. You know what I mean? And, and having somebody on your team that's willing to fight for you. Like we literally will fight. I'll fight for him. I'll, I'll fucking punch somebody. And, and to, to the point where it's been detrimental to my, uh, comedy uh not necessarily career but just reputation in phoenix where if somebody says something about james i'll i'll fucking i'll go to bat I'll, you don't you don't know the guy you don't get to talk war like that son and war same thing yeah man it's war i'll boot up for james any day and it's, it's because really the guy has, has gotten me to a place where i would i could afford uh to not be miserable in that marriage i was in i could get my own place and i can pay my child support and take care of my kids and I owe all that to James, not just James, but this audience. And I think people, I don't know where it is, but somewhere people get guided away from that, from the humility and understanding what you'd have without that. And uh, they're willing to do whatever it takes to just sink everything in their lives. I'm not willing. So when you start, listen, the people listening out there, the readers, our listeners are called readers. Okay. I love that. And when you guys start, this gig what you're trying to say is what you're doing is i don't want a nine to five numbing job yeah what you are looking for what you will get and you need to come to grips with this is a 24 7 job right you are ceo of reader incorporated okay you are making the calls and guess what you're gonna get uncomfortable that's what happens. Okay. Yeah. It's, this isn't about, this isn't touch, butt, okay. Yeah. This isn't tiptoeing through the tulips, man. If you want to be your own boss, you yeah. got to get ready to get uncomfortable, man. And there's going to, there could be some losses. Like my tinfoil hat is the fourth or fifth show on that RSS feed. And the other ones were getting 5,000, 3,000. And then tinfoil hat blew up for me. And um, for, for me, and it's changed my life. And that's why I want to do the shows with these guys is help other people change their life, man. That's huge, man. And, and comics in general have that. Let's, let's spread it around and let's help everybody because that's, that's what this is about. If we don't help each other, nobody Abundance. else is in this with us. Nobody's in this for us. You know what I mean? And when, when scandals happen though, it, it, it's, tough to fucking go to bat for guys well <laughs> kind of, dude i mean i put my head on a chopping block all yeah, the time no, eventually did. it's gonna get <laughs> chopped off but at this point dude Roger, yeah. die with some people because we just i mean like we've learned something about comedians and they're they're just a bunch of phony ass punk rockers in my humble yeah. opinion they like to rage against the machine but sometimes yeah. they don't know what the machine is right but back to back to this is um it's just like you create this thing and it, and it grows. And it's like people like my mother, my father, my father had seven jobs. My right. mother went to college, raised two kids and had a day job. 
you got to understand this is what you're doing. You're not just doing it for you. You're doing it for the next generation, your children, your nephews, your nieces, all this next generation. You're setting them up to change the course of your family. And this is what happened. Nothing, nothing easy. Nothing worth it is ever easy. Right. Yeah. You know, and I watched that Biggie documentary on Netflix the other night, and uh, I'm actually wearing his face on my chest right now. He uh, he died at 24 years old. Everybody knows who that man is. 24 years old. Everybody knows his name. 24 years old. That's I mean, to make it to make anything uh, respectable out of out of hip hop at that time was near impossible. And that man did that with that face. That's crazy. That is staggering. He looked like a Sharpay. And he, he he was amazing. He really did. He's just not a good, and the eyes were going in different directions, but he was so genius, so amazing, so groundbreaking. And I, and I, and I loved him. I I still do. Um, And if you want to be that of whatever industry, you've got to take chances, man. And his chances were obviously rap and get or get, uh, stay on the corner and sell crack, which one pays more money. Eventually uh, that's a crazy thing. too. His, his career choices were sell crack or being hip hop, the, the 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 life expectancy of those two careers isn't it's very short. <laughs> for sure, yeah, if man. He, if he if if he had had a good business plan uh, for the crack thing, he would have paid a lot less taxes. You might be right. <laughs> but my point is mind. just that he took a lot of chances and and changed everything for everybody. Really, the course of history is different because that man chose to to be something better than what he was and, and take his talent and what he believes is uh, a gift to, that he can give to other people, something that he can produce and people will love. And he stuck with it and fucking he's amazing. He's 24, 24. Yeah. He did all that. That's my staggering. favorite tweet was uh, by Connor McSpadden. He goes, uh, if Biggie Smalls was alive today, he'd be 450 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> So, COVID, so COVID real quick, because yeah, I've been, him. I've been doing all the talking. I know the readers are going to tee off on me because they want to oh, hear the cat man and the no, fucking no, no, boomer. No. And by the way, I, let me just interject. <laughs> There's somebody there. There are some people that are like 15 minutes in and they haven't talked stocks yet. That's not what this show is. This, this show's not just about teaching you how to make money this, or, or, or how to save money. This show's about life. This show's about, this know, is about taking control of your life, your finances and your career, whether it's digitally or brick and mortar. Okay. We're not telling you, you have to start a podcast. We're just saying what worked for us. Okay. If you're great at baking goods, start figuring out how you can sell your goods. If you're good at building stuff, figure out how you can sell stuff to build. This is what you need to do. And just know that people with less have done more. You just have to get uncomfortable. You yeah, have to understand you that. You got to invest it properly. That's the key. It doesn't matter what you make. You just got to make sure you put a certain amount in the proper areas. That's the key. And that is time and money, right, Howie? It's not just invest your time correctly. Oh, no, time in. Time in is more important than timing. Yes. Especially, yeah. especially if you want to talk analogous to the market. One of the best lines is, time in the market equals money in the market. So the longer you're in something, the more you're going to make down the road. And the only way to do that is get into the market sooner than later. Right. Uh, I, I often think if I would have, you know, put money away earlier, you know, 20 years ago, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. So that's tell me more. Thing I- 
yeah. Speak, speak to me, Chris, about so when 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 somebody does get something that's fairly successful, that they are able to leave a nine to five that they've been in. So for me, I worked for the power company for 18 years and I've got a 401k and a pension that's going to be sitting there. You know what I mean? And I've got to put that somewhere else or I've got to take it and pay the taxes on it or I can roll it into like a Roth or, yeah, or want start some it. sort of. Well, pen, you, you uh, can't roll it into a Roth. You got to roll it into a traditional IRA and then okay. you would convert it to a Roth. But yeah, the most important thing you want to do is take that uh, take that 401k, roll it into a traditional IRA, and then you can invest it, you know, across the board. Um, your pension, you probably, I don't know if you can touch your pension. Some you can, some you can't. Um, a lot of those pensions are untouchable until, you know, you turn 59 and a half or whatever it is, whatever state you're in. But yeah, sure. you want to roll that over. I'm a complete moron when it comes to money and I'm historically well, you came to the cheap. right place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm historically cheap where I don't buy like a, a flashy thing to me is uh, buying a new nine millimeter or, or buying an old Volkswagen bug that Best in guns, dog, invested yeah. guns. Yeah, I'm all like, about that. Sounds like you and Sam probably had run into each other at the same flea market. And I'm surprised you haven't already. It is fun to be able to go out and buy guns and buy them in bulk and buy shit piles of them. And then once you have all those, you can't find one round. <laughs> there is no ammo to be found. I can beat the shit out of somebody with a with, with this can hey. I've got. Hey, look out. Why? I'm going to pistol whip you. Why? Because I'm out of bullets. I'm about to draw down and uh, hold this gun by the fucking barrel and just so, beat just you to so death can... with it. Just so I could cross over a reader question on Jimmy's note, uh, Mark Zuckerberg from our YouTube did want me to ask, and I'll let Howie answer this. Uh, should a 35-year-old begin an IRA, or is it too late? That's part one. Secondly, and also, and this is important, he wants to know, can a parent benefit financially from setting up an IRA through his 10-year-old daughter? Now, this sounds sketchy as fuck, so I'm definitely in. But is that something that can be done, Howard? No, no, you can't okay, set up so an IRA for a fucking 10. Jesus Christ, no. But <laughs> no, you, he wants but, to profit off his 10-year-old's IRA. Yeah, I wonder how he's trying to profit off her. You better get that guy's name and address. We got to check him out, man. It's but listen, Mark Zuckerberg. Do you think it's a real name? Yeah, something tells me he's kind of fucking yanking that shotgun that you threw into the river. But here's <laughs> what I would say. Okay, here we go. Hold on. By the way. Here's what I would say. He says 35 years old. Is that is that too? Dude, 35 years old. You're a baby. Come on. You're, you're probably not going to touch that retirement money to your 64, 65. That's 30 years of compound interest. Are you kidding me? You put $7,000 a year in that thing, you're going to have a million, million and a half, two million bucks. You know, depending if he owns his own business, like I'm sure Jimmy has this set up probably. You, I'm sure Jimmy, you got to set up as like an LLC, S Corp, yes. something. Right. So, so Jimmy can set up an, uh, a SEP IRA um, where I can't remember. I think he can put up to like, uh, I want to say it's like 40000 a year into it, which grows tax deferred. Oh, That's my God. Important. Yeah, you got to do that. That's very important. Forget Wait. about any other IRA. If you have your uh, company set up as an LLC or an S Corp, uh, you got to open a SEP IRA because you can take – it might even be a little bit more than that, um, but you can take forty grand a year, uh, and, I'm, and the figure could be wrong. It may be a few thousand more, uh, but you can take that and you can invest that in mutual funds, ETFs, direct stocks, uh, Bitcoin, 
and you can uh, you can diversify across the board. You can throw bonds in there, which you know people laugh at bonds, but the yields are going up on them right now. Uh, which eventually you'll see CDs start to go up once inflation kicks in. But you can invest across the board, um, and that grows tax deferred. You don't take you don't pay uh, taxes on that. So you know, it's funny that it's funny when you do have a little bit of of money sitting somewhere and you want to invest it. For me, because I'm a comedian, because I have such just low view of what I self worth is is in the toilet. I always think, who am I to think that this 3000 that I've got sitting doing nothing is now going to be lucky on top of the unbelievable luck that it took to get it? You know what I mean? It is so scary to have even a dime extra that I think that, that there's no way this is going to do anything else for me. I've had that exact same mentality that you're talking about. These guys probably have two and it's you get a string of good luck, one or two or three things in your mind. You're like. I, this is the point where I usually get hit by a car or, yeah. you know, I catch a nice disease or something. So <laughs> as opposed you know, to the bad this ones, is, this is where I run into a brick wall and, you know, I get, you know, I get arrested or I go broke or I, you know, I fall into a fucking river, but yeah, you, you have to have the mentality like, look, I'm on a roll, baby, and I'm doing the right things, and this is going to keep going. And you know, you got to have that whole throw me a six mentality yes. that never hey, happens Jimmy, for me. Yes. Jimmy. When yeah. life when life hands you a fifteen and the dealer's showing a ten, what are you gonna do? Are give you, me a six. <laughs> give me a fucking six, okay? What you're not gonna do is say surrender. You guys yeah. have to surrender. <laughs> I, I didn't see it on the wall. Am I allowed to surrender and take half my shit back? No, you play it by the book. You take the card and you live and die with the decision you made, which is playing the right move. Yeah. Now to back up, if you're talking about what do I do with three thousand dollars? A, you're not doing as well as we thought you were. <laughs> and B, I was just going to say, we've got, a, we've got a couple options for you. But do you have any money in the market at all right now? I mean, I've got, I've got uh, a 401k and a pension and all that stuff that's still sitting is, there that is, I've got to do something through, with. Right. But this is through the electric company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, they, I, I, yeah, I've got money that's sitting. But once the, so I had money that was invested in, through a bank through, I think it was through chase, uh, but uh, whatever, however aggressive they want to play it, they're allowed to, I give uh, 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 admission or permission for them to, to play Power it, whatever, whichever direction they want. And it was, it did well for geez, I don't know, maybe uh, six, eight months. And then uh, after COVID, I, I saw the, the market tanking. So I went back to the bank and pulled all the money, but they <sighs> force you. No, no, listen, listen, listen. They force you to wait 36 hours or 48 hours or whatever it is uh, to get the money because then you look like insider trading or whatever. So through the next few days, I lost everything that I made. I because lost you everything. Took, you took it out at the rock bottom. Oh, like if you, if you had not touched it and walked away and not looked at it for one more month, it yeah. would have been back to where it was. Cause in March and April, when COVID hit, that's when shit just tanked. Boy, did it. it by Ju July, August, September, it was back up. All right. That's well, listen, that again is advice I could have used uh, back then. <laughs> yeah, well, but we could still, that's, that's we a good still thing to remember. It's all like like Chris said earlier. It's about time in. It's tough to time. It's tough to time the market. But you know, if they have your pension, what the state does with your pension or whatever company, they'll take your pension and and they'll give you the four or five percent on that pension every single year, and then they take that those funds and they invest in mutual funds, getting 10, 12, 13 percent. 
-hmm. Same thing as your 401k. Once you roll that over to an IRA, my guess is your 401k is probably in some real conservative stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you, You can take it and you can still keep it conservative, but with a little higher interest. Yeah, my biggest mistake, and I mentioned this on the show, is just uh, contributing to my 401k and just assuming that whatever they put it in was going to be the right decision for me. And then when I finally looked at it, I'm in all these bonds and I'm like, I got time on my side, man. I need to be in much more aggressive equities. So the, the, the point is, and we've said this before, is read your statements. Be aware of what's coming in the mail. Every Look three and months. See what every, or monthly for some people. So Jimmy, uh, question is, do you have a, or do you have any mutual funds? Do you have any ETFs? Do you own any single stocks? I've, I've never heard those letters in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you're exactly what this show is about because yeah. I'm the exact same way. Most and it's people. like people, people who've generated uh, money through these businesses that they started, whether it's again, brick mortar, independent contractor or internet, they, nobody's teaching anybody how to invest man. And to put your money because, you know, and the one we say this all the time, like the difference between the demographics that seem to be succeeding and those that don't are the ones that seem to understand investment Mm -hmm. and being able to invest your money and make your money work for you. Because most of us grow up, thinking putting our money into the bank and keeping it there is what adults do. And, yeah. you know, based on what Neff and Howie say all the time. And that is that that's literally the worst thing you could do with your money. Obviously you, it's great to save money, but your money's not doing any work for you in there. So zero. Yeah. It's fascinating just, when it's they, just, when your grandma tells you start a, start a savings account, you better start a, do you have a savings account? And then you have a savings account. And then every month you get your savings account statement. And that number has never moved. Grandma, what did I do this for? <laughs> you know, you know something, your grandmother actually back then, your grandmother was doing the right thing because anytime in the seventies or eighties, uh, even early nineties, interest rates weren't like this. Now back in the seventies, if you opened up a savings account or a money market fund, shit, the interest rate was 10, 11, 12%. At one point it went up to like 15%. Um, we just haven't seen any inflation in years. Mm-hmm. So you put money in a money market fund now in the bank. And I think the other day I looked, it was like 0.025. Like it pays yeah. nothing. Right. It's nothing. It's, it's, but if it's we go literally back, nothing. But if we go back to the initial conversation about like starting something and getting into that unknown space and being uncomfortable with it, whether it's starting a podcast or a small business. And I certainly right. experienced this myself. There's this, oh, fuck, how am I going to pay the bills? And it's awkward and it's uncomfortable. I felt the exact way about the stock market for us. And I assumed my money was better off having institutions handle it as opposed to myself. And then what I did when I first started is I'm going to give X amount of money to a mutual fund. I'm going to look at my IRA and then I'm going to use my own money and see what I do. And I blew them all away. So I guess the concept is you need to get over this idea that you don't have the knowledge or accept and embrace the fear and get over it because you can do it. And you don't have to day trade to do it. You don't have to be up at 6 a.m. at the bell, smashing and grabbing like Howie and I do. We do it because we love it. But the idea is you, you need to get some education. You need to, to get some, some comfort into this idea that you can do this on your own. And more importantly, not be charged fees from these institutions to do it. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's... it's 
Go ahead. So my whole thing is, what is uh, so our, our our advice to Jimmy is the first step is an IRA. Is that yeah. what we're telling him, or what? What is yeah. the what? What would we suggest to him to our readers? First step to go in this kind of baby steps into understanding the market. Now, I, I feel off. like I relate to Jimmy. Like these guys are a lot more into like, it's like, it's like, it's like football, fancy football versus fancy baseball. Okay. Right. Fancy baseball is every day. What is the pitcher? What is like, there's so much more investment in the fancy football, which is set your lineup one day and then just, you know, hope and pray at that point. So as long as you get it in by Wednesday, everything's fine. And Uh, by the way, that is a great analogy because uh, from a gambling perspective, I think fantasy football is the biggest fucking joke there is because you set it once a week. Okay. And if your first round draft pick breaks his leg, you're done for the season a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, I prefer yeah. fantasy baseball because it's so deep and because it's so layered and because I have more options on a daily basis to make moves. I feel like I'm actually Billy Bean and managing a team and getting Scott Hatterberg in there who looks like he hits 260, but I know he's on base percentage is 400 and he's valuable. Right. So that is a perfect analogy. So which is why you enjoy working the daily stocks, which is like analytics of where this is going to go. Where That's not as much my thing. Right. So I don't know if that's... And, and it's not for I, everybody. No, back, you know, to the original, back to the original question that Sam said, what should Jimmy do first? Simple. Step one, either go to a Charlie Schwab or go to a Fidelity. Does he like and to be called Charlie Schwab? Charles, what a Chuck. Chucky Schwab? Old Chuck. You go to Chuck Schwab and you, he has. you <laughs> tell them, you say, look, I got a 401k. I need to roll it over. They're going to have you. They're going to get your account number at the 401k. It's all done through a wire transfer. It usually takes them a day or two, 24, 48 hours. And you roll it right into a, a regular traditional IRA. It's going to cost you, I think, 30 bucks. Um, and it all rolls over in kind, whatever it's in right now in the 401k, it's in some sort of funds. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who the company is, who has it doesn't matter. Uh, but you roll it into an IRA, you let it sit there and then you sit back and you evaluate it. You, you will, you know, we'll, we'll tell you what, what sectors and when different things are, are as far as your age goes and how many years you want to have it in there without touching it and what you should expect as a return. But that's the first thing you do, roll it over into an IRA. Okay. So what the historically through, I mean, there's no, there really, this is a great show that you guys do because the path of, of learning investments in advertisement, in, in media, in movies, it is chaos. You look at trading, trading places, they're just throwing papers in people's faces. And what is that? How does that buy you a Bentley? How did you, how do you have a giant house? You just threw a fistful of papers and screamed orange juice at somebody. What the right. fuck just happened? They don't yeah. describe to you or show you how you're, how you're making money or how it's learning, working. learning how the stock market moves is just like trying to understand the plot of tenant. The yeah. movie, like it just makes no fucking sense. And like we said earlier, it's like, you know, when, w- what you got to do, Jimmy, when you get into this is you have to throw logic out the door and you have to go, how can I make as much money as possible? Because that is literally what investing is. It, it, the, the logic to it doesn't make if you try to if you yeah. try to understand calls, puts, shorts. I mean, good luck. I mean, it just takes uh, also safe too. The, the big thing too is, and we're forgetting to tell you is 
is how, <laughs> what is your risk tolerance? And you kind of, by, you kind of seem like you have that conservative, you don't want to lose your money. Yeah. You don't want to lose what you've made. Howie, I've um, been broke white trash my entire life. I don't want to be broke white trash. Yes, and that's you a great I mean? answer because you can still, you can still right now invest in 75% equities, you know, toss in some bonds, which if the market crashes, bonds actually go up. Uh, always carry five, 10% cash, get some value in there, some growth. This uh, would be utilities. outside of your IRA as well. Yeah. And yeah. sit yeah. back and sit back and it's in, and you can have a good solid portfolio with very minimal risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing we need to go back to, Jimmy, is if you put money into an IRA, you're basically saying, I'm not touching this time 59 and a half. Yeah. Okay? That doesn't mean you can't put money in a separate trading account and still buy high quality ETFs, high mm-hmm. quality blue chip stocks. Or if you're little E, throw down mm-hmm. on a couple penny stocks just because you feel like pulling the, the jackpot, you know. Hell yeah. And, you know, and sometimes it's good to have a little action. You yeah. know what I mean? But we're talking a couple, two, maybe 3% of your portfolio. But you can, uh, I'm going to sneak this in right now because this is a perfect time to ask this question. So one of our readers, little Johnny Rockfuck Jr., he wrote in and he said, hey, Chris, Howie, if I could only buy one stock. Oh, no Sam and Lil E? <laughs> no, it Lil E's been killing it. I can understand me, but not Lil E? I'm hurt. Yeah. Um, Once that oxygen, oxygen gets rolling again, dude, we'll be back on the we'll be back on the totem pole. We'll be talking about that. Look, I just read the questions. Q for Chris and Howie and Lil E and um, uh, the Crime Fighter. Uh, <laughs> if you could only buy wow. one stock and hold it for the next ten years of your portfolio, what would it be? And this is a very good question because I think about this all the time, and I'm like. If I didn't have time to do this and I was just going to put my money in one thing, I remember, I think it was Charlie Munger, uh, Warren Buffett's partner. He said, I only need three stocks. And I think one of them was Costco and one of them was Berkshire Hathaway, which technically is a holding company that owns 40 you know, stocks at a given time or sometimes up to 80. So it's not a great uh, uh, response from him. But Costco is what he said. And I started thinking about this today. And my initial response was, I buy Apple. And then I said, no, that's too easy. It doesn't make sense. Um, So I'm still playing around with the question, but I guess the question, Howie, is if you could only buy one stock and hold it for 10 years with all your money, what would it be? Uh, That's a question that I've gone over for probably 20 years. You want to find a stock, and think about this in your head. You want to find a stock that is so diversified within that stock, the stock itself is almost like a mutual fund, like a Berkshire Hathaway which he owns tons of companies in it. The stock that I've always liked, if you want a really well diversified stock, pays an excellent uh, dividend, pays, uh, holy shit, the dividend is 3.3%. I like 3M, MMM. 3M owns everything, man. Yeah. They make everything if you look up. Started off a chemical company. They've bought tons and tons of uh, companies over the years. Uh, I would use this. I used to say Philip Morris. That's what I was going to say. But a lot of people don't like to buy Philip Morris. I don't blame them because it, you know, it, it starts with the whole getting kids to smoke at age 12. What's you know, back when Philip, Philip you Morris. Go back to, to that hire... graphic. What was that? Is that it's, the stock itself? Yeah, that's yeah, three. That's the, Take a look at it. It's the five year chart. Glue? Is that dip right there when that chick washed her hair with it? That's a. <laughs> that... <laughs> That's a five year, but that chart really isn't that bad. If you look at it, the high was like two forty or whatever. Uh, the low, I don't know, one forty. 
when it pays a, a three and a half percent dividend, if you look at that chart, the chart's headed back up. And if you want a solid stock for the next 10 years, that's tough to beat. That stock's been around forever. So you're saying buy this stock and just sit on it? Because it's diversified. Yes, absolutely. Sit mm. back. Don't worry about it. It's a great uh, point, too, because headliners and cars are held together with 3M adhesive. Post-it notes are everywhere. Everything. 3M owns that. The, the things that 3M owns, it's crazy. It really they is own. bananas and bonkers what they're attached to. That's Everything. an everyday product that's I everywhere. Would, I, Howie, I think you nailed it before you said 3M. I would go with Philip Morris. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're extremely innovative. Um, and here's the other thing. A lot of people say, I won't buy the stock if I don't like the product. And, you know, if you have ethical reasons, that's fine. I don't that's, play the game. That, that that's way. the only problem I've ever run into is what you just said, the ethical thing. Like I've had people say, you know, it's a great stock. Uh, they own what craft, they own tons of food, they own everything. Yeah. But the bottom line is Philip Morris was one of those stocks that was known for hiring those, uh, those child psychiatrists to make sure that those 10, 11 year old kids start smoking because you got a nice 40 year old client. Well, let me, let me tell you why I like, I like them because their R and D is top notch and they're already looking into DMT vape pens. Okay. Tell me you wouldn't want a DMT vape pen. From Philip Morris. I don't know. (laughs) Oh Oh my God. What you think it's going to be, mind controlling or a psyop i don't know they you know i mean like here's the whole thing it's like i I get that that is one thing about stocks that i just not my thing i don't really want to invest in things that i don't enjoy you know what i'm saying and i get that it's like you got to kind of you know you got to pick it what kind of investor you are are you like mortal combat like fucking just attacking you know or I know there's a lot of stocks out there that do stuff that, you know, like, you know, how he says it all the time. It's like, you can't vote, uh, invest emotionally, but I, you know, whether it's like military industrial complex or stuff that tries to get kids hooked on stuff, that's yeah. just not for me. You know? I, don't buy, and, and don't what buy. Sam is saying, I used to have clients that had millions of dollars. I had wealthy clients and I'm not shitting you there. They would say, look, put together a portfolio for me, but don't, I'm not investing in general dynamics, which is general, one of the biggest military companies in the world. Um, I'm not invested in Xerox. I'm not investing in Philip Morris. Uh, they would go down. They had certain companies like, I'm not investing in that shit because it does harm to people in the, and you can't argue with them. So you yeah. just got to go out and find a nice little, and there's, there's, Billions of stacks, so it's not a big deal. Speaking of that, I Sam, get it. I, get I know, it. I know. Howie and I have touted uh, Palantir Technologies around here a lot, and George Soros came out and dumped all of his and says, you know, said ethically, I cannot stand behind this product, and he dumped it. Now, granted, he <laughs> a lot of money. George Soros. What is he was fucking masturbating with an ice pick and then felt something? <laughs> Jesus. Sam loves him. Oh, um, I knew I knew you'd appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. we, I, I, I will say, I think the most attractive investment I've seen all week, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this because I know you're traveling a lot, but um, Zoltan, the art of getting up, I don't know if you know, but the, uh, the four piece that he did of us, that's an NFT that is currently on the market. Are you guys aware of this? We yeah, saw him can't. last night, and he just, he said he made he he's actually put that up to make to sell it. 
Yeah. And it's actually doing well, he said. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And I don't want to, I don't want to start any trouble here, but I'm going to own it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going, going to own it. Yes, of course. So, so there's a couple guys out there that are actually putting some money to helping pump up uh, this, 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 our, our Reddit. You know, uh, I'm, I want to give him some shouts real quick. The Dealer82, Hollich Boy, BG David, thank you. Bitcoin Booster, Jades.x, hello, ladies, hello. And then uh, Sal, Sally Cream, which is, sounds like yeah. uh, uh, Neff's name at the strip bar. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, by the way, just a, another <laughs> side note. calls him as he comes in. Yeah, like, you, hey, hey, lady, we got salad cream here. here again, guys. <laughs> Chrissy, uh, cream, Chrissy cream cheese. <laughs> salad cream, would you like your table up front? No, I prefer the uh, champagne room. Uh, the DL82, by the way, is going to be the mod on uh, the Discord on the Stocks channel. Okay, uh, but Evan, do you mind pulling up the NFT? Because I would like to explain to Jimmy what an NFT which, is. And we'll, which then I want to talk to Jimmy about some digital currency, then sure. get into our picks for the week. Sure. Uh -huh. So if you go to the Reddit page, he posted it, or maybe it's, I think it's on the Discord. He's already got this thing listed and it's already being bid up at $620. Are you aware How of great is that? I am so well, happy, dude. I, hey, like, he Zoltan, deserves it. Zoltan's girlfriend was, was a up. fan of this show from the jump, day yeah. one. He's awesome. And like he listened to it the first time. He's like, dude, that's a great show. And he's, you know, he does our artwork for us. And then when you brought that, that up, man, I go, Hey man, that'd be great for Zoltan. It's good that looks like this is happening. So, shout out it's to Zoltan. Little E, it's it. got a good-looking girl too. Congrats yeah. on the Ca Cash Daddy's Reddit. It says, "I'm all about that action dog." That's the link. So, anyway, Jimmy, if you're not familiar with, are you familiar with cryptocurrency at all, Jimmy? Got it. It. Listen, uh, they need to name it something better because that horrifies me. <laughs> okay, well, just so you know, we you can you can get your own Jimmy coin whatever okay so this currently is available to bid and an nft jimmy is what is now being referred to as a non-fungible token so basically What's fungible mean hold on this basically means it's a one of one in the art world digitally that you can own and nobody else can own okay oh. So it's just like we know, like cryptocurrency is digital and there aren't assets behind it. How come you didn't zoom on my face? I did. <laughs> I, I did. didn't zoom on my face. I See, I, my... We, I zoomed in in between the two of us. I have like a, a Brad Williams two floors of face. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, fungible are what my pants look like when I'm at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, so the reason I think, fungible. Jimmy, you might be interested in cryptocurrency, okay, is that it is, it is, in my humble opinion, though people do try to treat like it, it is almost the opposite of day trading. Mm -hmm. There are coins that people do that with this Dogecoin. They buy it, they wait till it shoots up, they sell, it, and it just, this coin goes up and down. At this moment, that is its practical purpose. But these other coins are coins that you buy and you sit on for years which for somebody who isn't really 
affluent like even me, you know, hmm. I don't know a lot about stocks. These guys are kind of taking me through it and I'm learning as I go. But digital currency is a really great, great, great thing to get into right now. Because it's like my friend, who I'm going to have my friend Craig on. He's one of these, what I call these uh, crypto pirates, right? And they're just really into the cryptocurrency. And he he's like getting into cryptocurrency right now is like getting in to the stock market when Wall Street first opened. Wow. Because it's so, so explain to me new. what a Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, what's the difference between the two? Is Bitcoin just a cryptocurrency? Yeah, and cryptocurrency it's a type is the of cryptocurrency. Okay, and it's what it all falls under. And you can create your own? You technically can, but let's not get into that right okay, now yeah. because <laughs> that's a totally different thing yeah. than what we want to talk to you about, okay? okay, which is where to invest. Now, we've talked about this before. Bitcoin is the sun and all the other coins basically yeah. Yeah, yeah. revolve around it. It is it is the version of gold. It's basically okay. a digital version of gold. It is something that you basically hold until it skyrockets, then you sell when you need way, it, and you shouldn't sell it for a long time. I'm all about those digital virgins, as long as you're, nah. you're mispronouncing <laughs> names, bro. What did I do? You just called it a digital virgin, so I'm you, in. I don't know what that means, but that's fine. Digital uh, ver You said digital version, but you said- Digital you version, okay. Yeah, you, <laughs> you went G real hard on the version. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be making them soon. I'm Let trying to get, get one of those, those digital versions. Poetic hair, and you're you're catching me on my fucking no. Hey, hey. everybody uh, loves your Bitcoin around the sun analogy. Okay, that's all <laughs> I'm saying. So, so Bitcoin. Now, if you're new to Bitcoin, you're gonna look at Bitcoin and be like, "Oh, it's at fifty grand. I'm too late." No, you're not. Mm -hmm. It is literally you can buy now on crypt on crypto.com which is a wallet now a wallet is where everybody buys and stores their their crypto you can buy one dollar worth of bitcoin now that's a how much you can break it down to you can literally just buy a dollar that's awesome yeah how much so how is is bitcoin the stuff that the guy bought when it was like worth aluminum foil and then he got locked out of his account is that yes. a possibility yeah. yes it's and not that's a possibility. possibility. No, okay. if you buy it on a on a pretty safe exchange like Voyager. No, no like it is a possibility that you could lose it because <laughs> they want to try to make it as hard as possible for people to hack in and steal your okay. your yeah. Bitcoin. Now, does it happen? Yes, it can happen. I mean, it's yeah. the internet. That's what's how going much on. money must you have to lose your password? You know, like how that guy's gonna be probably okay. I can't imagine that that is the only stream of I imagine he's got yeah, so many things. Sure. That's why he forgot well, a password. Keep, but Jimmy, keep in mind when he bought it, it was worth yeah. like eight, eight bucks. It was worth nothing, right? Yeah, so he it was didn't worth care. nothing. He didn't really lose anything. But that's <laughs> that's what we're getting into now. There are coins that aren't Bitcoin. Most of them are based off of another coin called Ethereum, Ethereum backed. But there are coins right now mm -hmm. that are available for a dollar. Yeah, I'm going to talk about one that I just bought at four cents. Okay? None of this scares you guys to to shit in your pants or Chris come in your pants. This is horrifying <laughs> to me. Jimmy, Jimmy, when so, Jimmy. Somebody came to you on the street and was like, look, I got three Ethereum. How much you how much you got? I'll get, oh, I'll by give, the way, I'll give to you cheap in New York. <laughs> that, a guy sold Chuck E. Cheese tokens as Bitcoin and people were buying them. 
That's awesome. That's, That's what perfect. scares wow. me to death. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to buy the Jack and the Beanstalk beans from somebody, and I'm going to be the asshole uh, in five years where everybody's going to be like, the podcast guy spent all of his podcast money on some Jack and the Beanstalk. Look where he is now. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I think NFTs are where the yeah. money is at right now because it, people are having the same reaction they had when, when crypto came out. They're like, I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. If it, yeah. you don't understand it and it doesn't make sense, in 10 years, it's probably going to be worth a shit ton of money. Yeah. By the way, by the way, Neff, I think it was you or Howie was asking, like, who's behind all this stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, I think we found out who it was. Uh, why am I getting all weird now? Hold on a I did. I'm melting now. We can hear you perfectly. We That's can the hear good you, news. yeah. Okay. There you go. And that's all that really matters at this point. Um, oh, you're better. Okay. There we go. There we so go. going back though, like I'm, I'm, I'm more scared of. I, look, it's exciting as fuck to think about getting invested into something that's 20 years from now going to be Apple. Who knows? Uh, but And that's super exciting. And then I also have to wrestle that excitement and, and I don't know, amazing thought with uh, the ethics that I have of maybe I just invest it safe and go with Walmart and then I buy There's a pool one day. Sure, it's got scum it's on top job. because it's got Walmart money that funded it, but <coughs> I've still got a pool where I could have put two grand into Bitcoin and I'd have one Bitcoin. Wait a minute, that is you only nothing. have two thousand no. dollars? I thought you had three thousand. This show goes on, I'm losing money. No, he's not gonna, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. not gonna come out and show us his bank statement. <laughs> I mean, what do you want him to do? Jimmy, Chris always wants to know all what you Jimmy, got. Do you need a loan? Do you need a loan, Jimmy? I thought that's what this was. I was coming to my daddy's for cash. <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah, have you seen Shark Tank? This is Skank Tank. <laughs> so, so here's the thing, Jimmy. With all this stuff, is maybe you just start super simple. Yeah. You don't buy a bazillion dollars right. of your fucking small town murder dollars, right? <laughs> and you don't buy a, a whole Bitcoin. Maybe you just buy a little bit until you can see like, oh, oh this is what it's about. Yeah. So start simple, which is something I want to get into. Can we get into our picks for the week and yeah. what we really like? While we're on, okay, Bitcoin, yeah. can I tell you my pick of the week that I would like to get into? Sure. Okay. So- I have some friends, again, they're crypto pirates. They're really into this. Uh, and again, like my friends work blue collar jobs and they're really into crypto. They all believe this is generational wealth changing. So we're getting advice from grave diggers is what you're telling me. Hell yeah. Hey, dude, grave diggers dig graves, bro. That's an honest job, bro. Yeah. That's an honest job. <laughs> I'm not saying you know it is You know what? But Some grave all... diggers, they have three cats too. They're people, <laughs> all right? They're, th they're fucking people. So let the, let's leave the grave diggers alone. Shot the really, grave digger. Really grave digger. Some of them drive a giant monster truck called Grave Digger. Yeah, there you go. I, hey, I was going to go there, but I didn't want to swing low. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, they they're invested in this man you know it's like i'm really liking like you know obviously the stock market took a giant crap over the last couple of days and bitcoin i mean not the stock me, market the tech the nasdaq the, not the you. stock market the okay. dow actually went up 
Okay, boom. Now we learn. And knowing well, is half the battle. But, and let's stay on the subject, Howie. Why don't you break down the Dow and the DAC uh, for Jimmy, just as long as we're doing a little uh, educational group talk. Please yeah, there's, do. There's, there's three major markets. You have the Dow, uh, which is a, uh, uh, a ton of stocks, old school industrial stocks. Uh, you have and the that's F the one that they've been touting because it's been growing like a bastard, right? I mean, it's been around forever. The, the yeah. Dow's been around. That was the, the beginning of the stock market. Uh, the NASDAQ's probably the most recent. That's mostly your technology stocks. That The difference is this, Jimmy, on the Dow or the S&P, or the, I'm sorry, the Dow, you're only going to have three symbols. It's going to have three letters or, or, or one or two or three letters. Like F Ford is one, uh, GE that's two, three, three M, 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 that's three. Uh, the NASDAQ, you're going to have four symbols, you know, Apple, AAPL, um, Netflix, NFLX. Those are mostly your technology stocks uh, on the NASDAQ. That's, been, that's gotten crushed over the past week and a half. It's got hit. But even while the NASDAQ's going down, the Dow, which is a lot of old school stocks, been around forever. That's actually gone up. The S&P's actually gone up a little bit. So that's uh, that's the difference in the three right there. And the S&P so 500, Jimmy, it is yeah. just the 500 largest stocks by Got market it. cap in between the Dow and the NASDAQ. Yes. Has, has the internet uh, changed the game with, with uh, stock trading in that if you are not following uh, the, uh, the Reddit uh, I don't know. I, I've Wall never Street been on Reddit in my life. Bets. I don't know what those are called. But if you don't chase those investment guides and understand what some guy in Boston is throwing all his money behind, and then there's a, a whole thing on Twitter about hold the line. If you don't pay attention to that, are you are you going to potentially lose your ass? If you're buying meme stocks, yeah, you yeah. do need to pay attention to that. Yeah, and if, that's if you're gambling, if you're gambling on a couple wild stocks that that actually don't make a lot of sense that they're going up, but if you're a normal investor, it has absolutely nothing to do with okay. anything you'll ever do. Okay, because that horrifies me to think of like, because they were that's what they that's what I guess the media wanted to make you think because there was some dude in Boston who made a shit pile of money and then some guy sold one business and bought a bunch of GameStop with it and he made a shitload of money and they were like he ruined so and so day traders lives and I was like well what does that mean for me what if I was invested See, that's heavily I guess, like, in Jim, Jimmy you gotta start real simple man yeah you know it's like buying simple stocks. And just some, see yeah. how it how how it works, and then you know it's like you know Chris and Howie and Lil E are really great for hitting up for you know information when to sell when you know I get called paper hands fucking dildo all the time you know and then we got diamond hands out there so this is like what you got to do man it's like again don't rush into it I think uh, you need to spend a little IRA, time man. roll yeah. over the four hundred one k to the IRA that's all you got to do. Okay. So but I want to get into these real quick. But, okay, Chris, go ahead. Okay, go, go on, Chris. Did you? I wanted. Oh to get no, into I was just going to say. But if my you want, phone's about to die. If you wanted to take half of that two thousand dollars that you <laughs> you have, you could take a thousand of it and buy like four or five stocks, yeah. you know, through a trading account and just see how they move. And okay. buy the best advice I ever got is buy companies you like, buy companies okay. you use. Uh, yeah. Are you, are you an Apple guy? Buy a little Apple. You know, uh, do you do you do you prefer Costco over Walmart? Get yourself some fucking Costco. But this way, you can at least see how the market moves on a day-to-day -day basis, and you don't have to buy 
hundreds of shares. And let's say the stock, like a stock like Costco trades in the mid 300s, you don't have to buy a full share because now all these, uh, these newer brokerages, they have what are called fractional sh shares. So you can buy you know, an eighth of a share of Costco. Or Which is kind of what digital currency is. You know, That's you don't right. have to buy a whole yeah. thing yeah. of a uh, Bitcoin. You can buy a part right. of a Bitcoin, you know? I love that. And speaking of, you know, what we're talking about with meme stocks is, you know, um, was it, no, Sam and I, yeah. I mean, this Discord of ours is blowing up and there's some really great real-time information that the guys are posting in there, specifically the DL82, he's crushing it in there. Uh, I want to say Bohigo. I'm probably getting your name wrong. I apologize. But these guys, I'm literally watching them because I was trading and I was reading and I just woken up and my eye was glued shut because I had my sty and I couldn't see. And I'm looking at these you fell guys. Fell asleep with your boxers on your face. Stop eating your cat's asses and you won't get styes. <laughs> yeah, apparently you missed Spackled last week's eyes shut. <laughs> you missed last week's apple. I did get cat butthole in my eye. <laughs> and, and by the way, it, it happens. So if you have a cat and it sleeps on your pillow, uh, make sure and uh, launder that pillow on a daily basis. This is not a cat podcast. Okay, <laughs> stop giving out cat <laughs> advice. We got nine minutes left. Okay, can we get through it? Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, You're the Jackie Collins of fucking <laughs> financial advice. You write romance novels explaining everything. My favorite is we got nine minutes left because you got a jam. You know how many comments we got are like, where is Sam jamming to at nine <laughs> o'clock on a Sunday? He doesn't have shit to do. We're trying no, to- I guy always have shit to do. <laughs> Buddy, you have, you have shit to go sketch is what you have to do. I We're got trying to drop. To. I okay. want to sketch. Okay. So, so back to it. These guys talked um, Sam and I into buying GameStop. So we're in this meme stock. And for example, Jimmy, this stock is trading at $4 uh, where it probably belonged back in the fall. And because of the short squeeze, it moved from to 14 to 40 and to 100 and eventually 350. Wow. And, then it, and then it crashed back down and then it went back up and Sam and I bought it. So we're in the middle of this shit storm as we speak. And this I sold mine. Oh, you, you did? You Smart it move. It? Smart move. Yeah. Okay. Because how he said. We're oh. going to take a beating tomorrow. We're going to take a beating in tech tomorrow. And you know what my prediction is? GameStop, GameStop goes back up. <laughs> you think it's going to go up, Lily? Yeah. I agree. Fuck! There's a, there's a direct Let's correlation Sam. that if the market is doing shit, GME just skyrockets. And then the other way around, like, it's crazy. Yeah, we'll see. It's at, one th it's at the same price. I don't know. I think it'll I think it'll it's, retreat. It's going to go up. Uh, Never underestimate Let's get into our too. picks real quick. Okay. Right. Never underestimate internet trolls who love to ruin everything. I, I ruined two comedy. I think that stock is always going to be. It's going to be a, a, a seesaw, up yeah. and down, up yeah. and down. Because that's what people, that's the same thing with Dogecoin, okay? They're just going to keep doing that where it goes up, it goes down. That's the that's the coin you got to watch. And Jimmy, just a, just a quick shout out here um, to my buddy. <laughs> I have to bring this up because it's crazy. Really. How about this? How about Neff? You, you do shout outs at go. the end of the show <laughs> okay. when all of us can go on with our lives. You give <laughs> shout outs to your high school sweetheart. No. Just, come on, dude. God <laughs> damn it. Let's go. Dude, we want to get into the investments. Sam, start us off. You. Start us off, Sam. No, okay. Here's your pick, okay. Sam. Here's what I like. Here, listen to me, man. I told you guys about Mana Decentraland. Decentralized land, it's starting to move up, man. It's looking good. Again, 
This is what the nerd dorks are going to be using in their virtual land. And this is the, the basically the token that they're going to use to buy goods, buy land in this virtual land. So, I mean, it's only, I'm actually thinking about buying a big chunk on top of what I already have, man. So like, wow. when you, uh, you, so I store most of my coins on Celsius, right? Which is this wallet that I get interest on. And based on which coins doing the best, it will move up, right? So you, so you obviously Bitcoin, I have most, so it's, it's the highest than Ethereum. But decentralized decentralized land is now my fourth best uh, digital currency over Stella and Ava because I don't have enough Ava to be up there. But it's right there with XRP, which we've talked about, which is talk about either love you or hate you stock. You know the 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 people. It goes back to kind of like, do you want to buy? Um, Philip Morris, like that is what yeah. XRP is. Do you want to buy the banker's coin? Well, you know, the whole point of crypto is to get away from the, you know, the, the whole system. Well, they're going to blow this coin up because they're going to use it to buy out all the debt that they've, they've cost. So mana. I got, but mana XRP. is, I'm telling you, mana, M-A-N-A, decentralized land. I like that one a lot. I like this one that I got on Coinbase called Ren, R-E-N. And this coin is all about, um, opens protocol for transferring cryptocurrencies between blockchains. Like to me, that is a real need in the digital currency. And uh, it, it took a little beating today, but it's slowly going back up. All right. So that's why we're, but my pick right now. Mana. Is this one called <laughs> Ren is R E N? That's you find on Coinbase, okay. But the one I really like right, right now that my cryptocurrency pirate friend Craig says is uh, V Chain Thor or V E T V E T. You can find it on Coinbase, uh, excuse me, you can find it on crypto.com. Okay, so you have, just so I have it clear, Ren, Mana, XRP, and VET, correct? Yes, V-E-C-H-A-I-N or V-E-T. I got a nice chunk of that, and it's going up, man. And which I is like this that, coin which, a lot. Mana's the one that does the Sims virtual world, right? Yes, yes. Okay. The, this coin, okay derives its value this is what it says from activities created by members within the ecosystem so, okay so the more people use this coin the more it goes more up more. yeah i really like this coin so i bought a big chunk this is a coin i told you about guys that i bought at four cents four cents shit okay so get on there buy some crypto on your your coinbase transfer it to your crypto or because sometimes these banks won't let you buy crypto on certain on certain walls to let you do it through Coinbase. That is the starter kit. Mm -hmm. That's where you start. You Jimmy. really deep crypto pirates. You can do it your system. But Jimmy, you don't have to be a deep crypto pirate. You can just be you, Jimmy Wisman, and open up a Coinbase Pro account or Coinbase yeah. account, and we can get you started. Which start is a little bit, Jimmy. Right. I'm telling I don't need you, a nickname or, or run nope. a flag up a flagpole or anything. No. Nope. Keep okay. your Jolly Roger in your pants, buddy. Yeah. 
but it might get jizzed on by now. Yeah. But by I'm telling you, start simple. Those are the three that I like. And uh, you know, Polygon's doing well. It went down a little bit, but again, I told you about Polygon, and that was the one that that the coin that they said they fixed the gas prices for an Ethereum coin. So th- that's my picks right there. Okay. Howie? All right. Uh, look, stay with the. We're still up in DSX. Uh, uh, I gave a stock last week. Verizon actually went up last week. One of the very few stocks that went up. I love Verizon. Stick with it. Huge dividend, four and a half percent. Everyone knows. I told everyone last week on the show, I sold FSR at 28. I bought it back at 22. It dropped to 21. I bought it again. So I, ha- I hold it at like 21.50 So for the bounce. Uh, I'm sticking with this stock, guys. You want my stock of the week? I'm telling you right now, $13 and change. <laughs> buy the shit out of General Electric, GE. Uh, GE is not, not one of these old stocks like it used to be. It's under I all new GE. management. Uh, they just made a huge deal with their turbines. Stocks at 1360 probably will open up a little lower than that tomorrow. Um, the NASDAQ tech continues to get hit. Uh, I called this two weeks ago. I told you guys that we're probably going to get a 2,000, 2,500 uh, point drop back. And it looks like we are. Um, you got to have some solid stocks in your portfolio right now. Oil is going through the roof. Uh, of course it is. The ETF OIH, which... Uh, I started talking about it. It was like 180. That's at like almost 220 right now. And, it, and it's going to be up again tomorrow. Um, but my stock of the week, keep it simple, uh, buy General Electric, GE. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with it right now. I Great new management, new CEO. Uh, finally got them out of the hole. Uh, they had horrible management the last five, six, seven you years. You know where you always see new management? Fucking massage parlors. Uh, <laughs> turnover there is pretty high. There's only one, one. There's only one open in New York right now. It's uh, there's lines to get in. Oh, those poor girls got carpal tunnel. Dude, it's terrible. That's why he's one week. of the one of the oldest companies in America too, and just it's reliable and it it yeah. it works. It it damn oh. works. If yeah. it's GE, it works. Granted, it doesn't work. It used to not work for long, but they've some they've done something really great with those with their uh, uh, Edison uh, bulbs and and they're really focusing on being an energy powerhouse that actually creates real real products i really that's, like that company by the way by the oh, way that's what they're doing yeah by the way when howie said ge i heard jimmy go oh i love ge and i thought i i thought i heard my grandparents coming it was just too fucking i don't know how you know what you're i don't know how you know what your fucking grandparents sound like coming that's gotta be weird. <laughs> well I now, what are your picks? Well, it's great first that you have all, such good relationships. First Chris. of all, before I get into my picks, oh shout god, out. here we go! <laughs> shout out, Jesus it's a Christ! What are you, out. Casey Kasem, right now? <laughs> this one goes out to two lovers in Ohio. Let's go! <laughs> the picks. Let's go! Okay, so here's the thing. One of our readers who was very reluctant to join the Discord is one of my friends, Rob McKittrick. Great guy, funny guy. Um, actually um, just finished writing Wedding Crashers 2. And he's given me shit because I don't have re- uh, time to respond. And I'm like, you got to join the Discord. And he was like, well, I just wanted to get on there and post about my crypto, my 46 bagger. And I yeah. wanted you to know about this, Sam, because you know crypto more than anybody here. He said he bought Hogecoin, not to be confused with Doge, but Hoge, H-O-G-E, bought 150 worth of it on February 10th and just cashed out for 7K. 
Wow. Yeah. So before you start uh, dissing my shout outs, you might want to just back up the truck listen a little bit and you can make some money instead of having to jam wherever nah, the fuck wow, you're going look to. at that that is nice dude that's a nice jump mm. look at that that's a oh. nice jump what's it trading for right now uh, looks like it's on the on headed back south again what's that trading at one billionth of a penny yeah now here's the thing jimmy where do you get that i'll buy all that okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that <laughs> looks like a retirement fund right there that is a fantastic and then it's <laughs> Literally a millionth of a penny. Exactly. You, can buy, you can buy the whole company for five bucks. <laughs> so again, this is what I consider like the equivalent of penny stock purchasing in the crypto world. So you got to be careful. Um, but on to my picks. Um, I'm probably going to be accused of being a pump and dumper again for making this pick. But I am literally going after that cash daddy's nft can you pull up the current uh, price on it lily and obviously that. i'm biased it's in the chat i put it in the yeah, chat I'm, I'm you're biased. talking about the cartoon yeah yes. that's your investment 30 <laughs> one of them oh <laughs> uh, laugh now laugh now but cash daddy's is on the 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 the, the Remember the space program when they I hope started? You're right. I hope you're right. And they were just, they were putting monkeys in space. That's where Cash Daddies is right now. We haven't even gotten a man into orbit. So I'm getting in on this one of one NFT. It's, what is it at? $520 with five days left? My um, prediction? It's at $31. $31? I'll set the over under that this thing sells for over $1,000. It doesn't matter because I'm going to own it. But <laughs> If anybody wants to take some side action, I say that that thing goes for over a thousand dollars. It's like you're pumping one of your own cats right now. Like you're getting ready to pump one out of the three cats, and like yeah. you're pumping you're pumping whiskers up. Like she's got three good solid years left, man. I think you some dick. I, can, I think you should own whiskers, man. I'm horrified. Chris, mom, you, Howie. Chris, Her name is mom. Chris, did you mistake the dollar sign for a five? What just happened? <laughs> I think he did. I think oh, he did. did. I? Yeah. So how much is it going for? Thirty-one dollars. Okay, I still. How many days left? Five. Yeah. Five I bet you that thing goes for over five. Or, or what's over it say? Hold on, but go back to that. Buy now right. at one hundred and four dollars. Go back, Lily. Why does it say buy now? Last bid. What is that? A hundred and four? No, that's the buy now price. Oh, so you, shit. you just want to buy it. Yeah, you can surpass. Like you can just go past all the bidding phase, and you can buy it for one hundred four dollars. I take that back. It'll go over ninety dollars, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> <somebody buys> this. <laughs> all right, Lil E, what is your pick? Hey, Let's hey, see. that was my NFT pick. I still have a pick, man. Oh, Dude, Jesus. Jesus. You dropped five crypto picks. Yeah, in three minutes. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. You have chapters. Okay, so here's what I like. You're uh, doing a headline set for your picks. and yeah. he, he wrapped up the host pick in, in the specials. Me, for that, reminds, that reminds me of an old pick I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you guys familiar with Roblox? Ro Roblox? Roblox. Ro excuse me. Roblox. Yeah. Boomer. Um, well, it's a, it's a company that's been around for quite some time, um, but they are doing a direct listing on Wednesday. And if I know my Wall Street bets, like I know my Wall Street bets, 
this has serious mean potential. So I am going to buy it at um, a direct listing, which is not an IPO, do not be confused, on Wednesday. So that is the only play I'm really planning on. Uh, I did trim um, some- What's the symbol? Uh, RBLX, I believe, Louis. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> RBLX. So I'll be buying them on Wednesday. And then um, I'm keeping a, a fair amount of cash on the <laughs> sidelines right now. I already dollar costed into KLR, which you've heard me speak about. I dollar costed into uh, SCR, the score, and I dollar costed into um, GMBL, which I, I, I just love. I did buy more GMBLW. So I'm going to keep my cash on the sidelines until Wednesday because I think we do have a little bit more of a dip. But those are my picks, Roblox and um, Roblox. You know, Roadblocks. I'm, I'm interested yeah. to see uh, how that does. Keep me posted on, on, on returns you get from Roblox. That's, that's fascinating. I got a better idea, Jimmy. Why don't we just set up an account for you and you can okay. buy your own fucking stocks and watch them on your own goddamn Jimmy, time. You of should go to E-Trade and yeah. start the setting up process. Charlie I'm Schwab. Go or Charles go to Schwab. Chucky. Old Chucky sounds go reliable. Chuck. Chucky. Jimmy, yeah. go to Chuck because then you can buy fractional shares. Okay, so Perfect. real quick. Uh, One more we'll, thing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my God. Evan, what are your right. picks? What's the young G little E's pick? I sound like a broken record, but for the third time, OCGN, we are going to the moon. Let's Listen, go, I'm, What's I'm the trading doing at right now. Right. Well, it's after hours. That's at, uh, I'll I mean, it. or what, 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 we'll so it closed, it closed at 874. It's about nine. Closed bucks. at 874. Now it's at 988. Okay. But, Let's just think about it. It was 81% efficacy. efficacy. Um, the other day it was released. The stock skyrocketed 30, 40%. And that's not even with FDA approval or anything like that. I think this thing could go to 25, realistically. Um, that's just what I'm saying. And I think it has a little bit of a push from Reddit. So if this thing does actually take off, it may actually take off. More and you're in at three bucks, right? Uh, three thirty-two, I believe. So I'm holding until if I make two dollars, I make two dollars. I'm holding it to the moon, but I'm tripling down. Um, one right. last question for Jimmy. It's a reader question from um, Johnny Little Rock Fuck. Have you ever had a romantic explosion mid lap dance in your pants? <laughs> no. Chris, so nobody, nobody has. You're the guy. I talked to my buddy yesterday. He said he has done that, and it cost him 150 bucks. Wow. Clean up oh on, clean like, up on aisle nine. It was the most expensive, expensive nut he's ever had. Guys, yeah. this has been Cash Daddy Jimmy. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we could go on for hours if we, if Chris Neff had his way. Uh, he just enjoys talking to people. You know, cats get weird after a while. Go to the post office this weekend. <laughs> guys, thank you so much. Uh, real quick, guys, we're going to go around. Chris, what is your social media? It's Chris Neff Comedy on Twitter and then Horse Tooth on all other platforms. Lil E. Evan underscore hand everywhere. Howie. Howie underscore Dewey. Twitter. Howie Dewey. Instagram. And uh, everyone's excited about new Bad Fast coming out. And finally, Jimmy, where can they find you? 
Oh, at Wisman sucks. W H I S M A N sucks on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Actually, not Snapchat. I deleted that shit. Uh, also, uh, at Murder Small for the show on Instagram. Uh, we I, this has been really great. Thank you so much. Sam. Hey, when's your next show? Anytime, dude. When's your next uh, live show? Shit. No, small town uh, murder. We put our podcasts out: uh, crime and sports every Tuesday, and small town murder every Thursday. Um, and then we uh, we put out bonus material for Patreon on the weekends and. Uh, I'm just, I really want this shit to all end so we can get back on the road, man. Road shows are, there's nothing more uh, re- rewarding than, than live comedy. And I, I really cannot wait to get back. All right, man. Really? Don't hang up after we end this. I want yeah. to talk to you real quick. All right, guys, this has been Cash Days. You can find me at Ronan Sam Tripoli and at Sam Tripoli on Instagram. They are I've had three years. I've been at 70. I was at 77. I woke up today. I have 78, 72,000 now subscribe uh, followers on Instagram. So enjoy me while you can. And uh, thanks guys so much. Just we one more. Show. Can, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, All guys. Right. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys soon. Take care. And, hey, enjoy investing. Cash studies. Cash studies.